Hey everyone! To help spread the word of positive inner beauty, I invite you to please subscribe, rate, five stars would be lovely, and leave a review on Hello Beauty. This makes it easier for people to find the podcast. Thanks and enjoy this episode. Be confident and believe in yourself. There's going to be people who who say that you can't do it, or or probably more than that, you will probably tell yourself that you can't do it. And one thing that I've learned is the importance of self-compassion. Hello, beauty. Yes, you. Join me, host Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. Hey everyone, welcome to Hello Beauty. I'm your host, Joyce Platon, and today's special guest is Rex Cho. Rex is the founder of Ghost Democracy, a transparent, clean skincare brand that goes beyond clean and provides customers quality ingredients without the expensive price. Welcome to Hello Beauty, Rex. Thank you, Joyce. I'm so excited and I'm so honored to be your first podcast. Thank you. I'm super excited to do that. I've never done a podcast and it just looks like it's a whole thing and super <laughs> professional. I think I just make it a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I'm like that. I'm a I bit extra it. sometimes, but no, I just want to always share um, different kinds of angles and also types of, you know, images and media to my listeners and viewers. And that's why I try to, you know, make it a whole thing. That's great. I love this. <laughs> Well, I know you have such an extensive background in the beauty industry. Talk to me about this and how you ended up in the beauty industry. Yeah, totally. So um, let's see. I was born and raised in Dallas, so I'm a Texas Texas boy. Um, and then I went to school at UT Austin and I got a finance degree because that's what you do. I just figured like, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I got a business degree. Um, and then so I was supposed to go graduate and move to New York mm -hmm. on Wall Street or an investment bank. And then there was this one little L'Oreal interview. So I was like, I might as well try it. Little, and quote unquote, little L'Oreal. <laughs> I didn't know anything about yes. it. Um, I thought I completely bombed the interview because I'm used to questions like, give me an example of leadership, give me an example of, of teamwork. Mm. And the first question at L'Oreal was, give me an example of innovative product packaging you've recently seen on a consumer good. Oh. And I was like... I don't know what that means, mm -hmm. but I know it's it's important because of X, Y, and Z. And so ultimately I got the job. And later I asked my recruiter, why did you why did you give me a job? Like I thought I completely bombed it. And he said, You had no idea what you were talking about, but mm -hmm. you had the mind of a marketer. And oh. so it was and so he saw the potential. And so I said, you know what? I will do this for two years. It sounds like it's more fun. Um, I never really wanted to go on Wall Street anyway, so I figured I'll do this for a couple of years and I'll do something else. Um, so, so yeah, my background is now 12 years at L'Oreal. <laughs> so two years turned into 12 years. And I really found this passion for the intersection between consumer psychology and business because Ooh. I didn't know that there was something like that. I'm always passionate about why people do what they do, why they buy what they buy, what motivates them. And, and marketing is really that mixed with business. And so, um, so yeah, I kind of always wanted to do that, but I didn't know there was a word for it. I mm -hmm. thought marketing was just advertising. True. So I uh, joined a management development program at L'Oreal in New York, and I did that for about three and a half years. And then I always wanted to work abroad. So I was, uh, I was, I had the 
I had the opportunity to go abroad and uh, work in L'Oreal, Spain, in the Amazing. Madrid office for two and a half years, uh, managing consumer products uh, brands for skincare. That's and cool. that's where I got the skincare bug. <laughs> and then um, because I get bored every every year and a half, two years, I wanted to do something else. So I moved to London where I managed global bath and body product development for for the world. So uh, all countries and all zones. And so that's where I got the product development bug. And so that's where, let's say, there's two types of, of marketing and beauty, I would say. One is product development, which is um, we go to a restaurant and we have a delicious passion fruit souffle. Ooh. Then I have this idea of a, of a souffle that's passion fruit scented that you put on your body and it has this light moussey texture. And then we can expand that into a body wash that foams Ooh, in a delicious. different way. So I it's love just kind of more. So it's more creative mm -hmm. and it's more about kind of how far can you push a brand. Mm -hmm. And then there's the operational side of marketing, which is once once you have this idea the countries get it and then you think about how do i market this in my country mm -hmm. do the spanish or italian consumers like passion fruit is that something that would be successful for this market so there's kind of both sides of it i've been fortunate enough in my career to touch on both sides um, and so it really gives you a holistic view of of building a brand and then how do you grow that brand in a market so i did that for three years in london and then I was tired of moving countries every three years. So I was like, I'm going to move back to New York. So I moved back to New York where I was um, where I was working on Garnier Skincare, which mm. is a beautiful brand in yes. the U.S. And we launched Micellar Water. That was kind of during the big boom of Micellar Waters. And then, um, and then I took a break for three months. And then I moved into HR where I was managing learning and development uh, marketing strategy. And that was kind of being the professor of marketing, I would say, for L'Oreal, um, when marketers would move from one category to another. Let's say they're moving from they they're a strong cosmetics marketer, but then now they're moving into hair color, kind of teaching them about each category, what the difference in consumer mentality is, what the market dynamics are, and case studies and all of that. So that was very rewarding to kind of see all brands across all divisions and categories. Yeah. So I did that for about two years and I was about to move back into the business when there was an opportunity to start my own skincare line. And I think mm -hmm. that's something that I've always wanted to do. I just never, it was always in the back of my mind mm -hmm. and I just never knew how to do that. But then the opportunity came and I just thought, you know what, life, in, in life you get certain moments where you take a risk and or you kind of play it safe. Mm -hmm. And I think that I had gotten enough confidence up until that point to say, you know what, I'm ready to take a risk where I could potentially fail. And uh, if if this were five, six years ago, I don't think that I would have been in that position because, I mean, when I'm young, people say like, oh, you, well, I guess... I guess I thought I could handle anything. Mm -hmm. And then there was a point where where I took three months off and I burnt out and I really wanted to reevaluate everything. And so I, I got a renewed sense of confidence. And I said, you know what, this is the time to break off and try my own thing. Wow. I mean, even with the way you were just, you know, telling me about your career, there's a lot of changes in like departments and even types of roles that you acquired. Yeah. Talk to me about like, you know, this experience and what is your advice for those that actually want to 
it's not even about changing careers because you could still work in the same beauty industry. But if you want to change, you know, a different type of uh, go to a different type of role or even just move to a different department, what is your advice for those that actually want to do the same? So I love talking about this type yes. of stuff. <laughs> I would say the most important thing is raise your hand mm. um, because a lot of people that I talk to or or whenever you want to do something, you're like, oh, why isn't it happening to me? You have to make it happen. And oh. the first thing is to to kind of to bring it up and talk to people. Because if people don't know that you want to try something new or move into a different division, then they don't know to even consider you. So the first thing is bringing it up. The second is to just not be afraid. I know that's so cliche, but um, kind of outside your comfort zone is where you grow. You're mm -hmm. not gonna grow within your comfort zone and you will be able to accomplish things that you never thought were even possible. One example is um, is I took high school I took high school Spanish and I took some Spanish in college, so when I moved to Spain I was like oh I'll be fine yeah and so I went from being someone at L'Oreal in New York that knew everything I was the longest person on the brand people mm -hmm. would come to me for for kind of questions on why did we do this two years ago and I would know and I felt very comfortable in that role and then I moved to Spain and I was talking like a fourth grader. And at the same time, wanting to prove myself to them because they're like, who's this American that's mm -hmm. coming over? Why does he get to move when all of us want to, you know, move to the U.S. or move yeah. somewhere else? And so I had this tension in me of of knowing that I needed help and asking that, you know, I, I don't know what was said in that meeting, mm -hmm. but also putting up a guard to say, like, look, I am intelligent. I want to show you. I, I need to <laughs> prove to you guys that I'm I'm worth it. It's all the ego talking exactly. there. Exactly. And so yeah. after a few months, I just had to shut down that ego. Mm. And I had to talk with my team. And I was like, look, we would be in forecasting meetings. And, and they would be saying, January, 346 units. Um, February, 677 units. All in Spanish. Oh, my goodness. And I would have no idea, but I would pretend like I knew what was going I was on. Just, yeah, when you were telling me that when you moved to Spain, I assume, like, you know, they were all, like, you know, English speakers. So they would just, like, you know, speak English in the office, but obviously, like, speak Spanish, you know, when exactly. they're outside. But, like, I I am aware, actually, when you go to Europe, they use their mother tongue there. Exactly. And, and they're just like, you just have to just keep Completely. up. Completely. <laughs> and so it was just, I went to my team and I was like, That's look, guys, I, I'm going to be asking you more questions. Yeah. I am, I, look, I need to swallow my pride. Yeah. And they were like, we were waiting. Like, why wouldn't you ask us questions before? So <laughs> it's just all about being vulnerable mm -hmm. and recognizing that, and having trust in yourself that you are there to provide value and you can learn something new. Just because you don't know it now doesn't mean you're not going to ever know it. So yeah. what's exciting is knowing that there are opportunities to do something new. Take those opportunities. You're not going to be a rock star at the very beginning. But if you trust in yourself and you ask for help when you need it and be humble and open-minded, then you'll be able to do things that you never even thought were possible. I mean, it's the same thing when you applied for the job at L'Oreal. You had like no background in, like in the industry, but they no said like, because <laughs> yeah. I mean, just the, I mean, I feel like hard skills can be taught and learned, but just like having the drive and the personality to do work, they saw that in you. And I think sometimes that's more important. Totally. One thing is, uh, one thing that I always say is I will always hire, um, determination, grit, resilience, ambition, proactiveness mm -hmm. over experience. Mm -hmm. Because if you have someone who who has those qualities, you can teach them the functional elements of a job. True. But 
even if you have someone who's worked in in any industry for 20 years even if they have that experience and they don't but they don't have the motivation to go above and beyond mm-hmm. then they are not going to add as much value in the long term as someone who is hungry to make a change and to do things differently yeah i mean sometimes it can be applied to that you know you can't teach an old dog new tricks because they're just like so set in their ways and sometimes like they're very old school but i don't know like it depends if the old dog wants to learn exactly yeah everything can be learned i mean we we just find out how about like how brands are being founded at like 50 years old and whatnot right yeah it's never too late exactly i love that i want to talk about ghost democracy it's an amazing skincare brand that goes beyond clean Talk to me about this. Yeah, so Ghost Democracy. um, So I always knew what kind of skincare brand I wanted to launch. I Mm. wanted to, it was really inspired by the fact that clean beauty is growing. Skincare is is booming globally. So I would say 2010 to 2014 was kind of cosmetics driving global beauty growth because of the rise of social media and selfies and all of that. But then as as everyone was more interested in health and wellness and eating healthy and Mm -hmm. eating non-GMO and no artificial dyes and things like that, that slowly transferred to what goes on our skin. Mm -hmm. And the hashtag no filter movement, all of that, people now invest in their skin rather than just temporary makeup that just covers it up. So within beauty is clean beauty, which is non-toxic, less chemicals. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was really fascinated by this space because um, it's growing a lot, but also because it's really important to know what ingredients are in your skincare. And um, but if you go to Sephora, everything that you see that clean beauty is a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. There's some stuff out there that's just insanely priced. And so there's a huge gap between who wants to use clean skincare and who can afford it. Yeah. And same I thing think, with like food, right? It's just hard. Exactly. Like if you want to eat healthy and clean, it's more expensive. Exactly. And I don't mm-hmm. think that that should be reserved for just the elite who, mm-hmm. who can afford it. Because especially millennials and Gen Z consumers increasingly want to buy into brands that share their same values. True. And so there should be brands that cater to them that aren't price prohibitive. So that was kind of the first insight. The second was everything in skincare looks the same nowadays. So everything is is very white, minimalist, mm-hmm. um, light pink, passive pastel <laughs> people are like this nobody's smiling effortless Everything's beauty perfect. it's a spot it's like it, you see photos of like bathtubs and there's tea lights around it and i'm like i don't remember the last time i took a bubble bath oh and, same here and like... lit candles around and like read a book and put flower petals in like it's, it's not real life and i wanted a brand to to kind of reflect that it's not real life but it's it's still aspirational. Mm-hmm. It's focused on quality ingredients, and it's also about transparency. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing in big beauty all across the world is that prices get so high because of marketing costs, because of um, of influencer marketing, mm-hmm. um, because of all of the staffing that goes into yeah. it, and and ultimately a lot of the percentage of the cost doesn't go into the formula, oh, or a lot of a lot of brands will just put one drop of vitamin C and say it's it's the newest vitamin C yeah. serum. Like that's what they focus on. Exactly. <laughs> to make the claim. Exactly. So I think that I wanted to flip that on its head because I know the cost structure of formulas in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to really, I wanted to focus on the formulas and the percentages and really tell people that. Mm-hmm. Because even though a formula might have vitamin C, 
even though a formula might have hyaluronic acid, you don't know how much is in there. It just says uh, hyaluronic acid serum. So when you look at the ingredient list, you, you'll often see these active ingredients at the end. And so I mm. wanted to really kind of educate consumers that just because it says it has certain ingredients doesn't mean they're at active levels. And so, so I want to educate consumers like, look, ingredient lists are ranked from highest to lowest uh, amount of inclusion mm -hmm. in the formula. And so I wanted to create a brand that was exceptionally clean, that goes beyond no sulfates and no parabens, um, and really formulate without drying alcohols, essential oils, fragrances, and silicones. Mm -hmm. But also for those skincare junkies out there, no disodium EDTA, no MEA, DEA, no propylene glycol, yeah. you know, no amino methyl propanol, a lot of things that can that can release 1,4-dioxane and all of that. Yeah. So, so it's just, I want to keep it simple, but also cater to those who are super skincare junkies and aficionados so that they know how clean this skincare range yeah. is. Um, by using less of those filler ingredients, mm -hmm. I can pack my formulas with more active ingredients. So 18% uh, vitamin C, 12% yeah, probiotics. Um, yeah. But the biggest mission for this is I, I want clean skincare to be accessible to more people mm -hmm. because I believe that that everyone should should be able to buy products yeah. that they believe in. So how much, for example, is the light bulb vitamin C serum? So that's $34. Compared to what is like the normal vitamin C serum that you would say? So in there's the a lot. Um, I would say one of the most famous vitamin C serums out there is about $200. Oh my goodness, and yeah. uh, it's, got, it's got less than 18% vitamin mm. C. It, it uses a different derivative of vitamin C. So what's unique about this serum is it's not your typical L-ascorbic acid in water. Yeah. Um, it is uh, tetrahexyl desyl ascorbate, and it's 18%. It's anhydrous, so it has more of an affinity towards skin. Yeah. So and... it's more stable and higher quality form of vitamin C. Yes, That's and so okay. it penetrates the skin more. Mm -hmm. And what's unique is, you know, vitamin C serums turn brown, mm -hmm. and that's why you have to hide them in dark amber jars yes. or plastic. And so a lot of people ask like, well, well, don't you know that? Why did you put this in a clear bottle? Well, I was like, well, you know what? This is a different form of vitamin C that's more stable. It doesn't oxidize to light, water, and air as easily. So as a result, it remains stable and its brightening and evening skin tone qualities mm -hmm. are preserved for longer. And so that's what makes this so great is because, you know, you'll, you can use this and you can use something else, but then in a month, go check the color and then you'll see that this is really highly stable yeah and i don't think anyone just like exposes their like skincare like you know by their window exactly like, you know? exactly yeah that's so cool i mean i feel like just having the accessibility and not feeling le left out because i know like i'm like oh i love these brands but i cannot afford it even those that even have like regular jobs I feel like you have to really pick and choose. Like, is this really my priority sometimes? Totally. I mean, we... And then it makes you feel bad. Like, you can't, like, oh, I can't invest in myself, but I want to invest in myself, but I can't yeah, afford this. <laughs> exactly. We work, we work so hard, yeah. and then we don't want to spend $140 uh -huh. on a, the latest vitamin C serum yeah. or, or cream. And so it's just there isn't any reason to spend so much. Mm -hmm. And so the why I can keep my prices low is because one, I'm direct to consumer. So mm. there's no retailer that takes a 50% margin. The second is I don't believe in 
flying 50 influencers to Morocco so they can take a selfie like this and then I have to pay them like a hundred thousand oh dollars for rather... a post even. exactly aside from the flight costs it's just a post exactly <laughs> yeah. and um the other mm -hmm. thing is it's not I don't have a team of like 100 marketers it's mm -hmm. I'm essentially a one-man show mm -hmm. I've got freelancers that help me out but ultimately it's it the process is so so streamlined because I know exactly what I wish I wanted to formulate in my past and uh, I wish I wished there were a 2% hyaluronic acid with niacinamide combined. Mm -hmm. um, all of these things that I wanted to do, I've been able to do and keep the cost low. And I'm, I'm just glad to be able to provide high quality, exceptionally clean yeah. products at an affordable price. Yeah, I love how the name even ghost democracy. Ghost meaning like in a sense transparent and just ghost democracy as a whole sounds like it's like a new wave underground like gang that's like there to like, <laughs> yeah. you know, save you from your skincare woes and, you know, just kind of take you in. We're like, hey, it's okay. You can join us. Totally. <laughs> that type of idea. No. I mean, what, what, what was your idea in going, uh, you know, for that name? Exactly. So <laughs> I always knew the type of brand that I wanted to launch. Mm -hmm. But then when it came time to think of a name, I was like, okay, what do I do? So I was like, okay, it's a what's exceptionally clean and transparent. And the first thing that came to mind was a ghost. And I was like, that's weird. But it's weird enough. To, let me stick yeah. with it for a little bit. And then I thought, what's the sense of purpose of this brand? Why, why does this brand need to exist? And it's really about being more transparent. It's mm -hmm. about being, uh, it's about democratizing clean skincare. And so I was like, democratize, that's that's an interesting word that'll yeah. like, you know, it, it you'll stop and think. So ghost democratization, no, yeah. that's too long. Ghost democracy, that's interesting. I'll use that for now. Yeah. And then it just kind of stuck. And so I think it's it's a it's a unique name. It makes you stop and think. And then once you dig into it, you realize kind of, oh, it stands for clean skincare, it stands for transparency in its ingredients. Um, my legal team isn't happy that I put the exact kind of secret recipe on the front of pack because I say 1.9% vitamin E, 0.5% Bakuchiol, 0.5% Bisabolol. Oh, really? I'm kind of, rather than hiding what oh, percentages I use, yeah. I put them right on the front of packaging. Mm -hmm. So no one has to guess. They know exactly what they're paying for. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think that we need more in the skincare industry. Yeah. No, I think it's good. It's like good, really information. I mean, you know, 10% cloudberry oil, 10% cottonseed oil. Like these even actually, aside from saying, oh, these sound like they're amazing ingredients, but it makes you think for the consumers that don't know much about these ingredients, they can go ahead and Google like what, how is this benefiting me? Exactly. So it's like actually empowering them, providing them more knowledge. You totally. Know? And, yeah. and kind of getting them into educating themselves more about mm -hmm. skincare because uh, the kind of skin intellectuals out there will already know these ingredients, mm -hmm. but also at the same time on our website, we talk more about the importance of cloudberry, of cottonseed oil, but then you can also search because yeah. we know when you hear about a new skincare brand, what are you going to do? You're going to Google, you're going to read reviews, you're going to read ratings, you're going to see what PR there is, you're going to go to their social media. Yeah. And so it's just all about kind of just giving the consumer as much information as possible so that they can make the decision themselves. That's true. Just like, you know, less analysis paralysis. Exactly. <laughs> and not to trick them into buying mm -hmm. something. Like not just saying, this is a probiotic moisturizer. Well, this is a probiotic moisturizer that is 12% lactobacillus ferment. Mm -hmm. And this is why it's so good for the microflora, microflora on your skin and mm -hmm. it'll help balance and calm inflammation. But 
I'm not going to say buy it. Like this is the information. These, this is what consumers are are saying, and you make the decision. Because I think there's just I don't like kind of forcing people to buy yeah. things or pushing them. I think that if you if a brand is a partner, then they'll make the decision themselves. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So I know you have such incredible ingredients in your brand. Did you experience any challenge with just ensuring that you have ingredients that matter? And how did you tackle that? Yeah. So I would say so. There's two sides of that. The first is how clean the formulas mm -hmm. are. So formulating without silicones is exceptionally difficult. Why is um, that? <laughs> so silicones are in everything. And they're in so many skincare brands because it makes your skin, it feels smooth, mm. it glides, it kind of fills in your pores. Yeah. And But the thing is, once I cut silicones out of my skincare, I would break out less. And so mm. I know that for a lot of people, it clogs their pores. So I wanted to make sure, how could I get that sensoriality on the skin without using silicones. So that was very difficult. The second was cutting out essential oils and fragrances mm -hmm. and having it not smell bad. Um, and so essential oils and fragrances are great for candles and aromatherapy, mm -hmm. but not in direct contact with your skin because mm -hmm. they're known allergen and will irritate your skin. So I wanted to make sure that all of the other ingredients that we were using in the formula kind of had a neutral fragrance so that, so that nothing had any added fragrance. On the other side, in terms of the ingredients, I always knew which ingredients I wanted to use, but then you get your cost of goods back and you're like, oh God, that's high. <laughs> so so kind of what Big Beauty does is that that's why there's such low percentages and things mm. and, and that's why oftentimes they're not disclosed. But I wanted to find a way where I could still use this high percentage by but kind of keep my costs manageable. And ultimately, what I did was I'm taking a lower margin because I I wanted to have these formulas be so concentrated. So, for example, 18% vitamin C, that's a lot, and it's high-quality vitamin C. Mm -hmm. So the type of vitamin C that I use costs about 5 to 10 times more than your traditional vitamin C. Wow. So is my margin cut on specific products? Potentially. But honestly, I'm so consumer-obsessed. I want to give the consumer what they deserve to truly see a difference in their skin mm -hmm. because I, I I see that as the market opportunity, skincare mm -hmm. that actually works. Oh, yeah. And so with the hyaluronic acid serum, my first um, my first submission was uh, of 2% hyaluronic acid was like glue. Like you could turn it upside down oh, and it wow. wouldn't move. And uh, I was told that it was impossible. <laughs> and so then I thought, you know what? What type of hyaluronic acid are we using? High, medium, or low molecular weight? And they said, oh, it was a blend. And I said, what if we what if we put more emphasis on low molecular weight? And the formula came out fantastic. And they said, but it's more expensive. And I said, you know what? It's more expensive, but that's how much I want to give the skincare benefits mm -hmm. of this product to really flood your skin with moisture. Um, and... And I decided to keep the price the same. So honestly, oh, wow. this mm -hmm. is the type of brand that I've always dreamed of building, mm -hmm. building, which is really focused on giving the consumer products that really work. Yeah. Of course, it still needs to make financial sense. But at the same time, I can cut costs somewhere else. But I never want to cut the quality of my product to the consumers. Oh, I love that. I mean, it's about time, you know. <laughs> I feel like that's why, like, it just resonates. It goes to democracy. Sounds like we're here to change the 
And I want to, you know, the beauty industry. I really want to because I think that everyone's jumping on so many trends and so many bandwagons Mm -hmm. and and, uh, just saying sulfate free and then they're charging an arm and a leg. And then there's other there's other brands that are Mm -hmm. less expensive. But then if you look at their ingredient list, there's less than, you know, half a percent of something in, in the product. And like what you said, I mean, like a lot of our consumers now are like millennials and Gen Z too. I'm like, why are you going to rob them? Exactly. <laughs> from their like probably allowance from their parents or even allowance from like their day jobs. Yeah. And That's there's, pretty crazy. <laughs> and there's products that have been around for 50, 60 years mm-hmm. that are $300, $400. And you look at the ingredient list and it's mineral oils, it's paraffin, mm-hmm. it's it's petrolatum, it's... It's things that are not very expensive. Yeah. And and so it's just, there's, expensive doesn't equal quality. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I want to bring into the world. I want to show that you can have reasonably priced skincare products mm-hmm. that perform at such a high level that we could have we could have charged two hundred dollars for yeah. it. Yeah, I want to talk about mineral oil actually because yeah. there's a um you know a debate that there's some people that believe like minerals okay to have in their products and then but did, you did mention what I like about what you mentioned is that it could be comedogenic but also at the same time you go beyond it just like saying that oh it might clog your pores but you're saying it's also part of the oil industry so not only are you like just really focusing about um, taking care of the skin but you're also very conscious about you know the environment. So I just want to learn more about like how mineral oil really like, you know, essentially you went away, you went without it. Totally. So mineral oil, I'm not saying it's good or bad, yeah. but I mean, it's, it's you a prefer, key. prefer like you just. Yeah, it's a key ingredient yeah. in Vaseline. Mm-hmm. It's it's highly comedogenic. It's very, very functional as as an emollient. Mm-hmm. So like I would use if I get a pedicure, which I rarely do because I'm very ticklish. Um, <laughs> but if I get a pedicure, you know, they'll offer you like a paraffin treatment yeah. or or mineral oil, that's great. But if I if I personally put mineral oil on my face, I will break out. Mm-hmm. I have very acne prone skin. Mm-hmm. So um, I essentially created this line for me and my friends mm-hmm. and family. And so that's why I don't use mineral oil. I don't use um, I don't use silicones. I'm not saying that they're bad. Some yeah, people yeah. love them, and it's yeah. great. But it's just not an affinity for my skin. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it's a byproduct of petrolatum, which is not a sustainable resource. And at the same time, there's also other ingredients such as peptides, which are which are beneficial for skin, but they're produced in a very, very unsustainable way. Mm. And so that's why I choose not to use these specific ingredients. And I think there are other ingredients that are much more beneficial, much more sustainable and focus on those. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. So um, what are your products that con- contain probiotics? So it is the clean, lightweight, daily moisturizer. Mm -hmm. So this one is 12% probiotics. So it's very, very lightweight. I'm going to just put some on the back of your hand. So it's very lightweight. It's great for men and women um, because also what's unique is you don't get that slippery, sticky feeling yeah. that you t- that you typically get from moisturizers. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's great about it is because it's packed with such a high percentage of probiotics, just like gut health, like gut health is so in right now. Yes. Um, you've got your good bacteria and your bad bacteria. So if you think kombucha, miso, kefir, yogurt, um, the same thing, there's, there's increasing research on the importance of the microbiome of our skin. Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure that there's good bacteria and there's bad bacteria that live together in harmony, essentially. Mm-hmm. So what probiotics do is it helps balances out the good and the bad bacteria. So your skin becomes less 
less angry and less irritated. It's more calmed. It's more soothed. Yeah. And that then reduces breakouts. It reduces redness. And this is just a fantastic ingredient for any skincare You can regimen. use it day and night. Yes. Yeah. No, I love it. This, and also, like you mentioned, that there's no fragrances. I love how there's no, you know, because sometimes it overwhelming when you apply your skincare. Yeah. And it's like it just, and then when you add it on to add it, other ingredients and or other skincare you're like okay there's just too many smells going on yeah, <laughs> when there's so many different true. products i'm like yeah, and they're exactly. all mixing together totally. no but i love it and at the same time like we're essentially like made up of bacteria so i feel yeah. like you should have you have to make your bacteria happy yeah, by applying gotta, probiotics yeah balance it out balance mm -hmm. it out i love it um, i just want to talk about my favorite product and yes. our best seller so this is the floodgate hyaluronic acid serum so I floodgate. What's with the name floodgate? I don't know. It was just when I thought of hyaluronic acid, I was like, I want to flood the skin. But then the word floodgate just came into my yeah, mind, and cool. I was like, let's just do it. Yeah. Um. So I slather this on my face every morning and night. So as you can see, it's a it's a very it's a thicker texture, but it glides really easily. It has beautiful playtime and not sticky. It's not sticky. You get. And it a little just, goes a long way. Yes. I saw that. Like, you only put, like, basically one drop on me. And then it's now, like, covering my, you know, my top of my my hand up to, like, my wrist yeah. and my arm. So, yeah, a little goes so a long way. So it spreads way. really, really nicely. Mm -hmm. um, and especially because I have oily skin. Mm -hmm. I oh, used that's to, me. I used to think, like, I need to use a really mm -hmm. harsh scrub or a wash and dry out my skin as much as possible, but then I would be oily later in the day. Yeah. And so what's great about this is a few drops of hyaluronic acid serum underneath your moisturizer, because it attracts 1000 times its weight in water from the atmosphere and captures that into your skin, your skin doesn't feel like it's dry. So therefore it won't overproduce oil later in the day. Yeah. And so it's kind of one of those catch 22 situations where you think because you have oil, you shouldn't moisturize, but actually if you moisturize and you use a serum that's very hydrating, it will reduce oil production later in the day. Yeah, because your body's not working so hard to kind of overcompensate. You're exactly. like, oh, I feel dry, so let me produce oil. You exactly. Know? Yeah. I love the, that it has like a 4% niacinamide. I love that And ingredient. that's just like a magic ingredient for yes. skin. It's so <laughs> soothing. It's calming, anti-inflammatory, and mm -hmm. it just... it helps reduce the appearance of pores oh, it just that's does everything <laughs> i have like um my skin issues really like you know like we mentioned i have like oily skin skin texture and i think the reason why it just looks like i have more texture or open pores is because i produce like more oil mm -hmm. so i love products that you know just help with that yeah totally oh my gosh i'm that like excited that one's a keeper yes <laughs> so here at hello beauty we have a philosophy and it's say hello to the beauty in you what advice can you give to those who are trying to discover their beauty within? That's a great question. I would say be confident and believe in yourself. There's going to be people who who say that you can't do it or or probably more than that, you will probably tell yourself that you can't do it. And one thing that I've learned is the importance of self-compassion. So uh, I would say I was always whatever success I've been fortunate enough to have in my life was always driven by a fear of failure, which is good to a certain extent. But at the same time, I had a lot of negative self-talk and no one would see it from the outside because they would always see like, oh, Rex is always working so hard and he's always like on top of things. But inside, I would always be like, Rex, if you don't do that, you're going to you're going to fail. Like, why did you do that? That was such a stupid decision. And then I realized it's very important how you speak to yourself. 
because if you think that you can't do it, then you're not going to be able to do it. But you just need to have confidence in yourself and say, look, if this if this works out, then great. If it doesn't work out, it's not because I'm stupid or I I couldn't handle it. Let me just try again. And it requires failing to know that you can get back up and do it again. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really important, um, the way that we speak to ourselves in our minds, because a lot of people don't see that. And a lot of people don't recognize that that can be very toxic over a long period of time. So I would say believe in yourself because most of the time the the key person holding ourselves back is ourselves. And also don't compare exactly. um, because you you especially with social media and what mm. you read on the news and like Kylie yeah. is, you know, it's her business is now $1.2 billion. Like, yeah. okay, well, I'm not there yet and that's okay. Um, and it's going to be a journey. Mm-hmm. But if you always compare yourself to other people, you'll either be upset or you'll become a little cocky, you know, saying yeah. like, oh, well, at least I'm not like that. So it's always just just keeping in mind that you're 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 the only person holding yourself back. You can compare yourself to other people and always be disappointed or just say, look, I'm running my own race and I know what I'm doing and what my mission is. I will I don't need to focus on other people. Whether they're going faster or slower than me, it doesn't matter. Everyone is running their own race mm-hmm. and I'm just going to do what I believe in and do it with integrity and uh and as long as I continue serving the purpose of why this brand exists in the world, then 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 it's successful. Yeah, I love that. Even your Instagram, it doesn't really show, you know, probably images that makes you because, you know, you mentioned earlier when you look at Instagram, it, it's hard to not compare yourself with whatever you see. And when you look at your Instagram, it's just really all about the brand and what it stands for. And I love that. Yeah. You know, your campaigns are fun and it makes you really feel like the essence and the philosophy of what democracy is. Totally. And we're not going to post pictures of people who are photoshopped and things like that. We post a lot of memes. I love memes. So (laughs) it's just, I just want to make people laugh. I want people to realize Mm -hmm. that skincare is a part of our life. It's not in a bubble. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people should be smiling. I wanted to- Don't take it so seriously. Yeah, I want to see people smiling in the beauty industry again. And you see so much seriousness and duck face and all of this stuff. And that's not who we are as people. Exactly. And I want everything that Ghost Democracy does to be a representation of of you and me and our friends and laughing and having a good time and not trying to put on a fake version of ourselves just to please other people. Yeah, because I mean, even um, just- skincare itself could be intimidating and what we mentioned earlier analysis paralysis you know just having just trying to pick out what products to use that could be so serious and daunting totally right? so yeah. when you go on your page you're like oh it's so fun you exactly know? <laughs> and it's i and because of we're on a low budget as well i'm shooting my friends i'm shooting friends of fun. friends mm-hmm. and you know, we don't have perfect skin. I don't have perfect skin. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of acne marks that I'm insecure about. Yeah. But at the same time, I can either be insecure about it and sit in a room all day or just accept it and realize that, you know what, it's, it's, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And just accept the skin that you're in, Yeah, essentially. And no one really has perfect skin. Yeah. Really. I mean, because of, of course, of the Photoshopping, you know, it yeah. ends up being looking Everything's face-tuned. So, exactly. so don't, don't look at social media or other people uh-huh. and think like, 
yeah, I wish I could have that, but sometimes it's it's unattainable. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, side note, um, we did apply that moisturizer and the hyaluronic acid on my top of my hand. I have been experiencing like my skin has been breaking lately because it's just so dry yeah. due to the weather. No matter how much lotion or like you know hydrating serum I put on it, but now like in just a few minutes, like I feel like it's smoother, less scaly. Amazing. So I um, love it. Yeah, and earlier it was like really red and swollen. It looked like my skin was really breaking and like like such a desert island <laughs> no. i was like oh my goodness and like now i'm just touching it i was like it feels smoother awesome. yeah i mean so this it's just, working like, yeah i love the the textures i wanted to make sure because sometimes if you don't use like silicones and other stuff mm-hmm. the the textures are sometimes off mm-hmm. um but but i'm really proud of of the of the labs to be able to achieve these textures yeah. and and yeah i'm really proud of these i i use I use my cleanser every single day. I use the the serum, the moisturizer. Um, I layer on another moisturizer because it is winter. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, but yeah, I mean, I use my own products because I, I mean, I made them for yeah. me. I made them and I wanted to share them for other people. And I'm just super proud of them. Mm, I love it. So I know you said you're uh, mostly like a one man show. <laughs> How do you relax? And also talk to me about your your hair and skincare routine. I know aside from um, Ghost Democracy, include products morning tonight. Okay, so um, even though I am a one man show, yeah. there is a huge support of, course, of yeah. freelancers mm-hmm. of people that I work with that are that are super super passionate about about this so i want to give a big shout out to them um i i wouldn't have been able to mm-hmm. do this without them um how do i relax i i really like to have a good work life balance because mm-hmm. i'm sure you know like when you're doing your own thing you need to you could easily just do that for like 100 hours a week mm-hmm. um so i like to go to the gym uh, I like to go hiking. I went hiking in Malibu Creek State Park yesterday. Oh. Um, I like exploring LA. So I, I've only been here for about a year now. And before that, I was in New York and, mm. and Europe. Um, so I love exploring different areas of, of LA, going to the beach. I love playing volleyball. I broke my foot oh my goodness. last year for, and I was out of commission for like four to four oh months or so. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to playing volleyball on the beach <laughs> in Santa Monica this summer um in terms of hair okay let's see so hair i use just a basic shampoo mm-hmm. i use garnier fructis because i'm loyal that's yeah. like the first brand i ever worked on yeah. um and then conditioner as well let's see body wash i love the new dove body wash mousse really? situation yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really good and they smell good too yeah like yeah, yeah. it smells fresh and clean exactly <laughs> and then um face wash i use this mm-hmm. and then let's see hair I I blow dry my hair upside down with the Dyson blow dryer. Ooh. It's really nice. It's, it's like it's worth really, the it's worth it. It's <laughs> worth the investment. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then after that, I use a hair powder. I use mm-hmm. Osis, mm-hmm. and so I love it because it gives you texture, it gives you volume, and it gives you kind of that matte look. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know my hair is a little bit thicker, and so it'll just like flop over, mm-hmm. and so this will kind of like keep it keep it up. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. What is something exciting in store for you and or Ghost Democracy? So for me, let's see. I am going to Patagonia in March for two weeks with my parents. That's so And so I'm an only child. So we we do a kind of family 
family trip somewhere every year. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice. Um, I don't know exactly what Patagonia is. <laughs> I know it's somewhere in South America. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm excited you can, to... You can search when it's near. <laughs> yeah, geography is yeah. never my strong suit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for Ghost Democracy, I'm really excited to launch SPF. Oh, yeah. So SPF is notoriously difficult to formulate. There's a lot of FDA regulations, oh, uh, OTC yeah. rules, um, but it's even harder to to formulate a quality mineral sunscreen without using chemicals, without mm-hmm. using anything that can damage reefs, things uh, like that, yeah. um, and using zinc oxide as a base. So uh, the great thing about zinc oxide is it's a physical sunscreen, so it scatters and reflects the rays rather than absorbing them into your body. But you get that kind of white cast, mm. that chalky residue. And so I've been formulating with that. Um, and we found a formula that is able to provide that protection without that kind of like yeah. white chalkiness. Yeah, because I want to use your products under makeup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. so coming soon. Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited. So that's going to be coming probably like Q2 of this year. Ooh, exciting. Yeah, we'll really make sure to that. watch out for that. Yeah. What are your social channels and where can they find you? So Ghost Democracy, uh, at Ghost Democracy on Instagram. And um, that's the main one. I mean, I would say like we have a Twitter, we have a YouTube, a Facebook as well. Um, but the main channel that we like to engage with consumers is Instagram. Amazing. So Thank definitely you. follow us. Um, we we like to post about products, memes. Yeah, uh, memes just so fun. A lot of weird <laughs> things. It's a little weird, but that's just... Kind but of it makes your day are. better because yeah. whenever I look at your page, you know, again, what I said, like whatever I, because I curate my page, you know, whoever I follow, but sometimes it gets too serious. Like, okay, it's like perfect, perfect imagery all the time, perfect like editorials. I'm like, when Ghost Democracy pops up, I'm like, oh, you know, it's like that like welcoming type of feeling where you want to just like smile, you know? Totally. I, I love you'll that. never, you'll never see our products next to like a succulent and like a matcha latte. <laughs> but it's, I will take pictures of your products in that way because amazing. they're cute. <laughs> love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much guys for listening. Thank and you. if you find this episode of value, which I definitely did, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes because that helps spread the word of positive inner beauty and you can definitely reach out to me via email which is team at hellobeauty.la and my instagram is hellobeauty.la see you soon and thank you so much for listening and watching thank you guys thank you joyce